Adelaide Bird is back. MMA Love, Love from America is back. Our our um, podcast, our show in English and Swiss English. I am Matt, the voice of the MMA fan in Central Europe. This is Luke. He's from Seattle. He watches all them fights. He sleeps through some of them I as do. well. I and At least you were awake, though. So. <laughs> together, okay. together we bring you Love from America. Happy 12th <laughs> episode to us and wow. our listeners. Luke... Why the fuck are we doing this today? Uh, we're doing this in honor of the billion or so dollars Doug Crosby erased in parlays when he picked uh, Dan Moray in Thanks. a split de- in a split decision in Bellator. <laughs> I have a I have a perfect I have a perfect sample for Doug Crosby, Adelaide Bird, and our twelfth episode. And again, and again, and again. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. This time, this time we got questions from our listeners, so we'll go into these. Daniel asked something, and some guy who I forgot the name and deleted the message, but we'll go into this guy's question as well. Uh, of course, we'll go into um, UFC Fight Night with Tory versus Holland. Um, recap some of Bellator. Recap some of One. Um, go into our beloved segments. Talk about Misha Tate. Talk about. Jake Paul versus Ben Askren. And then we'll have some facts about Luke. If you like our podcast, if you like what we do, like, share, and subscribe. Listen on every platform available. Send us questions. Send us Fitro protein bars. Send us your good yep. wishes. There is an email button on the homepage, mma-love.com, or you can send me um, Instagram private messages or Facebook private messages on our show's Pages MMA Love Podcast. That's what Daniela. You can call me out publicly on the Instagram page and tell me how wrong I am. Of course, <laughs> you have to do that. I like that. I like that our podcast is sort of like just jumping the gun to the our future MMA dystopia, and we're working for protein bars already. Yes, I think it's good. But that is that is a fight sports staple. You know, on the on the Swiss on the Swiss language uh, podcast, we talked to several fighters. They talked also about sponsorships. We asked them a bit about it, and most of them say, "Okay, so when when you start, it's okay. You get some, you get some gear, you get some protein bars, you get some protein powders. But then you you go through that, and then it's just what you would need is money, but no one gives it to you." So bad. <laughs> it's so bad, but uh, everyone should just be aware. If you're thinking about MMA and and making money off it, there isn't any money in it, so don't think about it that way. Let's go into let's go into UFC Fight Night Vettori versus Holland because uh, otherwise we, we won't have time at the end uh, to go into the listener questions. Give okay. me give me your best and your worst of Vettori versus Holland, the whole event, not just that fight. The whole the whole event the. The worst. Yes. Uh, I, I, there is only there is only one correct answer. I know you're upset, but I'm not. <laughs> but I was right. Listen, I know what yours is, so I'll steal it from you. You're going to say the worst is the stand-up game of Ignacio Bahamondes dude. against John the Bull Macdesi. Dude, right? like, you, I, dude I ca- you cannot comprehend how mad... I got when I watched that you, fight. In in 
there's some background here. Normally, we don't get to watch fights together, but because this was so early in the day, it was your nighttime, it was my morning time, and we got to live chat as this fight commenced. And I have never seen you so fired up, <laughs> so upset about someone failing to use their range. <laughs> and he was bending, leaning forward with his head down so that John McDessie could reach him and punch him in the face. <laughs> Let me let me get rid of my takes. I do. Okay. Uh, let me pre preface because I loved it. <laughs> let me preface 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 by by saying that Ignacio Bahamondes La Yaula, I like the guy. I I like um I like what he what he did before. But in the John McDessie fight, for the people who didn't watch, um, dude is is six six one. That's like one hundred and eighty five centimeters tall. And I think John McDessie. Let me let me journalist it that, that we get it correct. One hundred and seventy-three. So McDessie versus one hundred and ninety-one. Look, McDessie is really, 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 really small compared to Ignacio. Five inches shorter on top. And Ignacio basically got beat by McDessie's jabs, and McDessie didn't do any wrestling attempts he didn't um try to engage the clinch nothing at all he just out jabbed ignacio and if if you're a good striker like ignacio is you you are not allowed to get outstruck by a guy two heads shorter than you and what, what he did that by just he leaned forward he had he basically had to duck down and lean forward in order to present his head on a table for mcdessie to punch it and it's outrageous to see something like that from a pro fighter. I hope he's, he has to learn something from it because it's not excusable. Very, very confusing. Like, who was he training with coming into this fight? Was this fight a short notice thing? No. Huh. no nothing at all. It's 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 mind boggling to me how bad of a of of a of a fight style you have to have when you have that that much of a reach advantage. You are a striker. Your opponent is a is a striker and did not attempt to do anything else and you lean you you duck down and lean forward in order to get get that. But I I'm I'm feeling Floddy's breath in my neck because he says we're I'm I'm too negative. So let's not dwell on I, that. But that if you watch that fight show and called, this show is called MMA Love, and should, I want you to know I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. Mostly because it. I was right, but also <laughs> because I do like John McDessie. He's been around the UFC for a real long time. He always, Correct. I don't know what it is about him. I just kinda of always liked him and he I I and I picked him in this fight because Ignacio's coming Ignacio's getting the UFC treatment where you get this push from the contenders series uh, with a, you get a, you get a fabulous win in the contenders series. And then you get thrown in there with a UFC veteran with how many fights John McDessie has like all of them. Yeah. He has all of them. Know. He's yeah. been in the UFC for years. He has He's eight. been in the UFC since UFC 124. Yes. So that's 2010. Since, I mean. So he's been in there for 11 years. Yes. And they're throwing this guy who has no UFC fights in against him. I was like, this is this is Macy Barber fighting uh, uh, Roxanne. This is uh, uh, this one, uh, Alex Alexander Hernandez fighting Cowboy. The UFC, I think, 
I think sometimes has this vested interest in derailing their prospects so they get a loss. I in think the they, UFC. Yeah, maybe I th- it gets them a little negotiating leverage. Maybe it's just because they want to see if MacDessy still deserves to be in the UFC. I, I do think know. they try to make magic happen by by a by these newcomers who have have a bit of like like a country support behind them or some hype behind them. And sure. if they beat if they beat one of these of these old schoolers, then they might be able to create some magic. But it didn't happen in that fight. Let's go on. Uh, other best and worst for you. Um, it was all for the stuff like I, I, I fired up for the main card. I fired up a video call with a friend and we watched fights together. So I didn't pay super close attention. Um, it was, I guess the, the worst for me was watching Kevin Holland wobble Vittori, but then get taken down. I, I, <laughs> I really wanted Kevin to just finish, finish the fight with strikes and he couldn't, and, and Vittori had the blueprint, um, take Holland down, stay on top. Can we say down. that that Holland was the, the first guy to have like five fights in, in in seven months, but now he's the first fighter to lose ten rounds of his last two fights within two weeks? I, uh, yeah, he's, yeah, that's, I, nobody else, is, I can't imagine someone else has done that in the UFC. Two main events, two main events, just losing every round. Um, mind-boggling yeah it was tough 50-44 identical scorecards across the board and I, I guess I, I am here for I am here for it because it was sort of exciting to watch uh, the, the chances he had and then just screaming I'm just screaming at the television to get for Vittori to finish the fight as well because I really like if it's gonna if it's gonna happen for Vittori he has to finish the fight to make that call out for the title shot. I don't think he gets one off not finishing Kevin Holland when he has such an advantage on the ground. But the dude's hard to put away. I think I think they most of the takes around Vittori are a bit sad because I think okay, I mean the guy, the guy outside of the cage. We're not talking about the guys outside of the cage, but inside of the cage, I think he's a bit underrated in his fight IQ. Um, I think he does a very good job. He saw a pathway to beat Holland that was shown right. two weeks ago, yep. and I mean the win is the most important thing. I know we we all wish that he would put away Holland, but I I don't think it's that easy. And I think that Vettori had a not a brilliant game plan, but a very, very good game plan, and that he was able to execute it like that. He wasn't right. in danger at all. Maybe, maybe one one time when he get he got he clipped got, a bit. He got stumbled once, and like, and there were moments when when Holland would let go with a combination. But when and, you and, when you when when you're in a five round fight with Holland, and you can say that <clears> that there was like one or two situations where where you were in in danger, I think that was a good job by Vittori. And and I, I don't like so, to short sh- short sell him on that because I think he did the right thing. I totally agree, and it's that 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 outside the cage emotional volatility, just volatility as a person that he shows, makes you expect him to go into the cage and have the same volatility, and he just doesn't. I think that he, is a, that is this mostly a mistake of of people to think that if if a if a fighter outside is not the the brain surgeon we wished all UFC fighters would would be. <laughs> Um, that you that you are not able to be a good fighter inside of the cage, and that is just plain wrong. 
So I, I I don't know if this is the cover for the show on the website. I think it is, but it, Kevin Holland, first round, first minute, I think, just front kicks Vittori right in the nuts. It and, is it is the cover, and, and it will and, be the cover. <laughs> and I'm and I'm watching it. I'm like, oh shit, he's going to go off now, right? Vittori's just, he's just going to freak. No, nope, he didn't. Out. No. No, he recovered and he implemented his game plan. You're absolutely right. So um, don't hate on on Marvin as a fighter. No, no, hate on Marvin. It's all good. Yeah, you but can not hate as a on fighter. Marvin all you want. I mean, don't do it. But we're here for the MMA and we love it. Yeah, I think. And I, and I kind of did. Like, and that's what I mean. Like, you're absolutely right. He's gonna get the win doing that. It's a great game plan. It's just like his goal is a title shot, and I'm not sure that happens for him here because he didn't get the finish. <laughs> Because that's what the UFC wants. You, Dana loves knockouts. We'll have an we'll have an imagination segment later, so we'll go into on who will will match up Vittori next. Um, any any other things? Would you would you go into your KO of the night, submission of the night, fight of the night stuff? Do you have something like that? Or uh, I I saw um, I saw our 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 European brethren, um, Jarjis Danho. Mm-hmm. Uh, was plus two fifty or something against Jorgen De Castro, so I picked him because it's heavyweight and anything can happen. And then he KO'd Jorgen in the first round, so that'll be my KO because I picked it. Um, you have not I much. Imagine yours. I imagine having ha- taking a, a educated guess. Your KO might be different. It might be Mateusz Gamrot. Correct. Mateusz Gamrot did did perform like we knew him from KSW. He had a good a good opponent in Holtzman, and I think he did a wonderful job. Um, nice fighting, like he is able and capable of. He's he's sneaky. He 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 put him down with a sneaky right actually, and yeah, it's like I love to see more of Gamrot. Uh, first, I need to watch that fight again. Yeah, you you have to because it it was a very good fight and Gamrot, Gamrot was a, I think he was way smaller. Because I think uh, Holtzman is on some has a very good apothe- apothe- apothecary. Looks, I mean, <laughs> pal, listen, we don't talk about fighters outside the cage, but nope. we do. Some of these fighters looked absolutely, absolutely ripped. Yes, and we have two. Where, we have two who submi- stand out. My submission of the night comes from <laughs> yes. Mackenzie Dern uh-huh. looked like a bodybuilder. I mean, God, just damn it. absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely brick house, and then she so she gets she she gets she goes for the arm. I'm like calling it out. I'm 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 watching with my buddy. I'm screaming at the TV, and then as she's pulling the arm back, Nina is Nina Ansarov Nunez is defending well. She's yep. got her hand there. She's, she does she's everything keeping, right. Everything keeping Mackenzie from pulling the arm. Mackenzie takes her her left foot, I think, and pushes Nina's hand off her off of defending hand off to get the arm it was great. i loved it mm-hmm. two minutes left in the first round fantastic arm bar it was awesome yeah dern dern surprised us all because before the before the fight we discussed a bit about Mackenzie dern and we we were not sure how she was able to submit a lot of of the previous opponents because she has a like 0. 0.05 takedown rage so she does not take people down but somehow she lands on the on the bottom with them and then submits them of course but this time she had a a 
a beautiful single leg setup, which was which was actually executed very well. And then she trip take down um, Nina, and from there it was a very nice constant work towards a, a flawless armbar with with the with the help of the foot, as you said. Yep, just systematic attack, and the attack yeah. with the foot to get it was awesome. I loved it. I hadn't seen that before. Yeah, the submission of the night uh, is, is clearly Mackenzie Dern, um, but we'll award Mackenzie Dern and Holtzman with also with the the gear of the evening award. Well, I mean, can we do that though? Because Arnold Allen and Sodiq Yusuf fought in the co-main event. Yeah, but these are lightweights, like small. They, but yeah, but. They, these are these are featherweights, and they they look like small hulks. They look like <laughs> like, like 165 pound brick houses. My my fight of the night was actually Allen versus Yusuf. Do, oh, yeah? do you have another one? No, I I think I covered everything I loved. I uh, this is I'm gonna try to I'm trying to make a conscious effort to get away from like things I didn't love, like you getting to watch walkouts and me having to watch ads for cars and pharmaceutical companies. You know but, what you could do. I could be your neighbor. You could you could VPN your ass to wherever in the world you want to. I I could just move to Zurich. Yeah, why not? I mean, why not? But I, I wouldn't recommend it. But why not? You could at least you could you could <laughs> walk, watch the walkouts, um, and not watch some pharmaceutical advertisements, as you all said. Yeah, yeah. It just it it made me depressed, and then I needed to get the drugs they were advertising. Uh, <laughs> any more um, best and worst <laughs> of this event? No, I, I no, it's that was it was fun, man. It was yeah. it was a lot of fun, and it, it delivered. I I I know. I think everybody really wanted Holland to 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 knock out Vittori or Vittori to get a finish, and it didn't quite go that way. But it was still entertaining. The whole the whole thing. It was just it was really fun to watch it with the European brethren. I took I took some notes the to, on the event, and some people were surprised that we actually prepare for this show. So I'll go through the list I have. I have a okay. some some of the fights you could watch, or, or that's that's more of a recommendation to the listeners to watch out for things I I saw, and then you maybe can jump in and and add the stuff you saw. Okay, Daun Jung fight that was not a particularly good fight, but he had a very nice DC called it a step around throw. It's actually an Osotogari variant. But um, that's just me bragging. I was sleeping. I was sleeping. <laughs> I like that. I like it. Um, I I'm actually have to. There. I have to commend DC again, which is which is getting a bit strange. But he did a good job. I think he's actually learning techniques now, names of techniques, and he was he was preparing more for this. So that was good. The the desk was not terrible because no. I don't remember it. So Anik good. Anik was terrible. He's, he has to get yeah, rid of that. No, but but now no, no. then then we had a, a Saldana fight. Uh, I loved how he grappled. He he controlled the grip um, and the hand like always two on one. Nice reversals by that guy. So watch the watch the grappling in that fight. I, I loved it. You you went into your KO of the night, the Man Mountain. <laughs> he KO Jorgen. That was that was also nice. Yeah, the Man Mountain. Yes, that's another reason <laughs> I like that guy. Yeah. Such a good thing. He, the Man Mountain versus the Mad Titan. So shout out to the to these thirty seven year old. But it's it was heavyweight, so I, I can't give a, a KO of the night to a heavyweight fight yeah. because it's yeah. I have to give it to Gamrot. That fight was very good. Love to see more of Gamrot, and I we already went into the the Dern with the single leg, and her her work to a flawless armbar. Actually, poor poor Nina Nunes tweeted after the event that she lost her wallet. So 
Damn. <laughs> um, someone, I think Marcos tweeted after the event. Oh that, no, uh, Randa. You should, you should not. There's, she, I think she tweeted something like, "There's that damn armbar again." <laughs> Look, Randa, I love you. You're, you're, you're a very good fighter. You're, you're, but, but the fight IQ you you had in the Dern fight is is abysmal. Yep. Then um, Alan versus Yusuf. We went into that. That is the that is the fight of the night. Watch all of that of that fight. That was very good. You had two knockdowns. Yusuf got wobbled with a with a high kick, which I don't know how Yusuf um, survived that one. Then I have to commend the famous European wrestling, the Italian wrestling, the Welsh wrestling, the English wrestling. <laughs> We're taking over, bitches. Uh, that's great. Uh, I have I have some worst. But it's it's less. It's the the thirty twenty seven scorecard in the Knight versus Young fight. Um, I mean, look, easily one, if not two, ten eights have to be there. So watch watch this fight for, and and try to score it if you're if you're interested in it. And you should come up with at least two ten eight rounds, pretty clear. Young defeats Knight. Yeah. Thirty twenty six, thirty twenty seven, and thirty twenty six. Yeah, but the thirty twenty seven is abysmal. I mean, you can't you can't mm. give it ten. That these are not ten nine rounds. At least one, mm. if not two, ten eight rounds have to be in there. Sounds like I need to go back and watch these fights. Bahamondas, god damn it! Then we have. Sorry, pal. We'll go. We go into a a fight a bit longer because Mike Perry fought on the card. Um, as Jack Jack Slack on Twitter said, um, <laughs> Mike Perry is a guy with a lot of talent, but he works the hardest to not realize this talent. And I think that's quite true because I think Perry is done. He was he, has he was so fr- thing he is good at in life, yet has yeah. so many problems outside of the thing he's good at, he cannot focus on it at all. It's incredible because what what else is a guy like Mike Perry going to do with his life? He was yeah. the, the flat footedness he had no head movement like not not even a, a, a lick of movement he was yeah. what he did was blocking low kicks with both of his hands he he removed the hands from his guards and tried to block the low kick with them i mean look it happens if you're but but it can't happen for a, for a guy that has fought so so <clears> much <throat> he's a pro fighter and i think that was the that was the most disappointing thing i don't know if we, if he overhyped perry for a long time, if we thought more of him than he actually is, but I think, and I'm calling it, Perry is done. He needs to go to BKFC. Well, yeah, I think it's just the the hijinks. The hijinks were endearing before they got sad and dangerous, you know. And and that's that's a lot of MMA fandom is really just like me. We're here for the hijinks. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I like MMA and I like the technical aspects and the fights as well, but. The circus and the hijinks, I like almost as much. Yeah, it, it belongs to it. But Perry, the the, the the circus and the hijinks Perry delivers is is borderline yeah, no, funny. They're, they're, they're dangerous. <laughs> and they're dangerous and sad and extremely floral. I mean, yeah, I do I do love that he's taking Latori, his his wife or his his partner, to his corner. Um, actually, Sam Alvey did that too. Yes, it's worked out well for both of them. Yeah, but I, I like that. I like these aspects. I do love the the banter. I do love the gossip. But man, Perry's gossip—the the, the thing that comes out of Perry, Perry's personal life—is not something I want to be amused by. 
something has something happened in my YouTube algorithms, and I don't know why, but they started suggesting videos of like police chases in Florida. Oh boy, and you I did something wrong. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh yeah, these are, yeah, like the, it, I, I need Mike to go to BKFC because I don't want him to be on one of these police chase videos. You know what I mean? Nope. Like don't. he doesn't he doesn't make good choices. They need to keep him busy. And don't do anything with domestic violence stuff, please, please. No, yeah, for real. <laughs> Listen, um, I, I do, I did enjoy the the, the event. It was, it was not. I, Me too. I, I actually had more high hopes going into, and then there were some decisions. But actually, now talking about it, um, there were there was a lot of good of good things. Surely, watch the Gamrot fight, watch the Dern fight. Alan versus Yusuf was fine. Um, even if you want to see a a game plan implemented by by Vettori, uh, to almost to the to the point that it hurts, I do I do like it so. And watch Bahamondas just, and 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 die inside. No, just watch Bahamondas and and be happy. John McDessie's still kicking, man. <laughs> it's I it, I got uh, ten out of thirteen picks correct. Congratulations! And, uh, I will be. I have. I, I have a sample. Sh- I have a sample for you. Connor gifts. I have a oh, sample yeah? for you. Yeah. I'm very happy. I'm very happy. You were very. I'm gonna, happy. I'm gonna just post. I'll just post Joanna gifts with the belt, <laughs> or in your in your chat for the next. Anything? Week. Anything else on on the UFC? Well, Good. maybe, but we'll get to it. Imagination <laughs> okay. time. Yeah, we'll, we'll have the imagination time. Um, there were two other quite big events last last week. We had the Let's... one championship fight, and then we had the Bellator fights. So which one do you want to yes. just broach some of the fights in there? We need to talk about we need to talk about Eddie Alvarez and and Demetrius Johnson mm-hmm. and the rules. Yes. W- what are the rules? And, and how the rules work in one championship. Eddie Alvarez is a, is a legendary fighter. Demetrius Johnson, a legendary fighter, both moved to one championship a couple years ago. Both fought on the card this week on Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday for me, maybe Thursday for you. I don't know how mm-hmm. it works. Yep. Um, and Eddie Alvarez received a red card. Mm-hmm. Which I guess is a disqualification. Yep. And Demetrius Johnson got smashed uh, by Adriano Morais and uh, lost the 135 pound belt. But I'm so I'm confused by a lot of things because I don't really watch one. I thought it was just a thing that people did to to wa- wash money. Maybe I don't like. I mean, <laughs> it's there's. They're, ask you, ask your questions. These, I can answer all of your questions. Okay. What? Why is? Why is one? Why is one? Yes. Mm. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you want to get? Is, you want to get deep? That is philosophical. Good, that is a very good question. It is. Why, it is because of hedge funds. Why are we doing this? Hedge funds. It is hedge funds. Yes. Uh so it's a place to park hedge fund money in yes. Singapore. Got it. Okay. It is, it Why is absolutely... are all these fighters who are legends at their weight classes fighting a weight class higher? Um, th- there is no reason for that at all. They mm-hmm. said 
some something in in the in the one championship rule set was that you you have to do a specific way of weighing in so that they they said they banned weight cutting like it's prevalent in the ufc but um nobody knows if that's actually true because nobody has ever Adriano seen. Marais looked like a 155-pound fighter. Look, I get Demetrius these. Demetrius Johnson looked like a 125-pound fighter. I get these takes, but you have to know something. Matt Hume is the daddy of Demetrius Johnson. His trainer, his friend, his partner, his maybe his manager, and he's also a he's also a like number two guy behind Chotri in one. And he's he's responsible for the weigh-ins. He's responsible for the matchups. He's also in the corner of Demetrius Johnson. He also judges the fights. Correct. Johnson, he, he, does, right? he does it all. <laughs> so to think that Demetrius Johnson somehow cool, gets sorry. somehow... No, it's not, it's not sarcastic. It's true. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's true. So if you think that Demetrius Johnson somehow gets fucked over by these weigh-ins and gets matched up with people who are weighing 20, 30 pounds more than him, it's it's bollocks. I think... And it, he's doing it. He's he, just doing it's it. It's not like he doesn't know it's happening. No, it's not smart. I, I do think that he's he's too small for that weight class he's fighting in. I do think his, his opponents are very big. I, yes. I know for a fact that the weigh-ins in one are just a Potemkin village. If you can say that. <laughs> but the guy controlling it is the best friend of Demetrius. So I saw I had to look up a Potemkin village to know exactly what it was a couple months ago. And there are some yeah, it's great, just a facade. great, it's, great photos of Potemkin facades. It's, it's awesome. Look, and I mean, Demetrius lost that fight fair and square. That there is also the rule set in mm -hmm. one uh, yep. that you can knee a downed opponent. Oh, so oh, Demetrius was was playing that game a bit. He was trying to stand up, and he got nailed by a knee to the head and got KO'd. And I think that is that awesome. is a straightforward, perfect rule set. Um, and he lost fair and square. No, no, no discussions at all. With the Alvarez thing, I have a bit of a different take. But th do you think the the DQ, the red card, was var warranted? I have no idea because <clears throat> I I don't understand. So what I I had to think about it for like two days, and the conclusion that I came to, well, first watching it, I was like, oh, Uri Uri Lapicus does not want anymore because none of those strike. Maybe one of those strikes was illegal. Eddie Alvarez had him down, was throwing punches at him. They were not having much effect, in my opinion. They did not look very hard. No, nope. and landing right behind uh, Lapicus's ear. He turns his head, a strike lands to the back of the head. The ref stands him up. Uh, Lapicus doesn't get up yep. and doesn't want more. Talking about and the ref disqualifies Eddie Alvarez. Now, what was what I loved about it though, after I thought about it for a couple days, was that they have red cards and one has essentially made Red has essentially brought like, like football diving to MMA yeah. because they have red cards and DQs. <laughs> talk about so talk now, about milking if, talk about milking something. We we had I, I, um, yeah we had that discussion yeah. with with uh, with um, Jan Peter Jan against 
Aljamain mm-hmm. Sterling that some people yep. thought that Sterling was milking it a bit. I'm, I'm not quite sure if that's true. But if you well, want to I see someone milk the back of the headshots, it was... Dude, for real. It was, it was that dude. Yeah. Maybe, maybe he was yeah. he, he was getting KO'd anyway or TKO'd anyway. That's that's something you could follow. But but to give to give Alvarez the the red card is bonkers. Don't. Did you good. watch? Yeah, it was really stupid and made me feel really bad for Eddie. I wanted I want Eddie to just be able to have fights. But again, I I, I don't know how much I really like one. Um, did you watch a couple weeks or maybe a month ago when there was a Polish fighter? I think. And he was he was taking his opponent down and then throwing ground and pound. But as he threw ground and pound, he was headbutting his opponent over and over again. Like every time he threw yep. a ground and pound strike. <laughs> Look, that is an old school technique. I'm not gonna hate on it. <laughs> it's I, pretty funny. Though, I have a bit of a, have the a ref warned him two times, took points, and then disqualified him. Yeah. And just wouldn't stop doing it. I have a bit of a. I do love one. I really love it, and I also do love it because of the kickboxing matches or the Muay Thai matches they have in the cage with the small gloves. Um, there was one I, I highly recommend on watching the Rotang fight. I, one of my favorite fights ever is it was um, Haggerty, uh, Jonathan Haggerty versus Rotang, um, the first fight of these two. Uh, it, one continuously delivers on very very good fights and very very good matchmaking. Um, forget about all the shenanigans Jotri does, forget about hedge funds, forget about not weighing in, forget about Matt Hume, but some of these fights are actually very, very good and very entertaining. So I'll, I'll watch one any day of the week, anytime it's on. What can't be said for another organization you watched some fights. No, hold on. Yes. You're ta- you're, I'm not going to let you talk about kickboxing and not talk about the kickboxing fight that did not happen. Because your guy, yes, we have to. has the most gigantic, gigantic <laughs> confidence. Yeah, to get in there and make his MMA debut, Patrick Big Swiss Schmied. Yes, got in there with Omar Umar Khan Rugrug. I hope we'll, I hope we'll, we'll, we're talking to Patrick. I, we know him uh, actually very good. He's a, a well-known kickboxer here in Switzerland. Um, I, I love to have him on the podcast. Um, he was scheduled to do a kickboxing bout against um, Radio Pacic, but um, that dude fell out. Some, someone, I think it was a visa issue or something. And the hedge fund guys must have paid Schmid a lot of money to take an MMA fight on like seven hours or ten hours notice against Umar Khan, uh, better known as Rugruk. Google that guy's highlights. That that dude is a monster. A monster. Um, yeah, and Patrick, uh, look, I, I know he was the Sambo Swiss champ. Doesn't say much. He's a very good kickboxer. He did actually uh, very, very, um, a lot of things right in that fight against Rugruk, but Rugruk was just steamrolling him. He, yeah. And yeah, there's not much more to say on, on that fight. No, just to say that I can't imagine the amount of money it would take me, even if I was the size of Patrick Big Swiss Schmied, to get in the cage and make my debut against Rukru. I mean, I, I don't think it takes much money. It takes a lot for me, man. I don't think that so. Guy I, think, I think if you see the number in front of you, I do think you'll, you'll do it. Because, yeah. <laughs> um, let's, go, let's go into Bellator just for a second. That, that happened too. Do you have any takes on that event? 
the one championship and the Bellator 256 make me realize just how good the UFC is. That's yeah. my take. Perfect. Uh, there is a there is a there is a pretty cool there's a pretty cool submission on this card earlier in the in the card on the prelims. This guy who's 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 I think is I think he's one oh coming into Bellator gets a one arm neck crank on his opponent and gets the tap. And it was pretty neat, man. Like I didn't think you could really get that kind of leverage, but it's because he's one oh fighting a two one guy, and I'm pretty sure that it doesn't happen at the high level, and that's why I've never seen it before. Um, and that's kind of what I what I was thinking about Bellator a lot this week was like, you know, these this 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 promotion wants to compete with the UFC. They're on t te- they're on Showtime, and they have and they're 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 almost debuting pro fighters like everybody on the undercards got less than ten MMA fights, and I'm kind of thinking to myself like, man. If we're if you're ranking, this if we, is a regional promotion. Yes, if we're ranking, you know? if you're ranking um, promotions behind the UFC, um, I think KSW ranks higher than Bellator. Cage Warriors ranks higher. One Cage, ranks, Cage ranks Warriors higher. and Cage Warriors and LFC and LFA, LFA too. on a pretty regular basis are going to have fighters with more experience than Bellator. Look, and we, we, have to, we have to move on. Bellator is not worth the time. I think um, Scott Coker needs to be fired. Um, that's my take yeah. on it. You get to the you get to the main card, and some things happened, and mostly the things were Doug Crosby destroying parlays across the world. <laughs> let's let's go into. Uh, we'll, we'll have to skip some of these things because we won't have time. But let's go into the listener questions. Okay. Daniela, she asked per Instagram message if it would be possible for us to go into the rule set of MMA. That is a very broad topic. So I'm, I'm, I'm guessing she's not interested in us to just read through the unified rules or the IMMAF rules. But maybe, maybe a question to you. Um, what do you think are good rules and bad rules we have in MMA? Hmm. Um, there's a lot of holdovers from the UFC trying to get MMA legalized in the United States um, that are like like you can't throw a elbow to an you can't throw a 12-6 elbow even though and you can't do that if you're I'm not sure how it works, but I think if you're just throwing it down, like 12 to 6 straight down, it's not allowed. Because someone saw somebody break bricks with their elbow once or yeah, something. Exactly. And I'm trying to do it now at my desk, and I have there I have no leverage. <laughs> There's no way. You sure? You sure? I mean, look, I, I love your, your point about it. The, the rule set of MMA is something that was um, glued together and and stuck together with some um, some things that were leftovers from boxing, with some other things. Um, some guy saw once. It's a it's a a potpourri of of rules, 
And I think it is it it exists it exists as a means to an end. It, it isn't a rule set for a sport. Yes, to make exactly. a sport a rules to make a sport have rules. It is a rule set so that something could happen, which exactly. is a sanctioned MMA fight. I think that that so, sums it up very perfectly. Yes. Yeah. So, like, it continues evolving, and the sport as it is, is super young as far as sports go. It's only been around for 20 or 30 years in its real current form. And we won't, we won't have a real unified rule set for a long, long time if we ever do. I mean, look, the, 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 rule, set, the rule set took out some of the things. I'm ab- I absolutely agree that they don't have to be there. I know that Krav Maga guys always will say that's why they don't fight MMA because they would win all the time because they can fish hook and grab your balls and stuff like this. And this well, is all. This yeah, is you, all. Of, you're not allowed to do that in MMA. Yeah, it's of, of course all so is forbidden. I love that it is forbidden because it's dumb. <laughs> I mean, yep. you can't find yeah. out who is the better fighter. And I think the MMA rule set, although it's it's a a patchwork of, of, of rule sets does a quite good job of allowing us to find out who is the better fighter in a night. You can discuss about round length, you can discuss about the knees to the head of a grounded opponent, you can discuss about the nine to six elbows. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it does a quite good job. I think it needs involvement. I think it needs more data. It needs more people really thinking about it from a modern standpoint. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's quite yep. difficult for a referee actually to, or and and for judges to to um, score a fight correctly and to stop or to restart a fight like um, I, ground I control not. ground control stuff. For example, we had some in the in the UFC fight night where people said like stand them up, the, 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 nothing is happening, and that's what you want to to have the rule set to do as well. Decide on. Um, continuing and evolving the fight and not stop it and not not let it stall. So, yeah, I mean... I think to answer Danielle's question, right, I, I think think I think as far as discussion of the rule set goes, I think you're right. I think as, as it continues being thought about, like one thing, like if you're like, okay, Luke, what, what, what's one thing you would do to, to, to help, to help MMA, to help legitimize the fights, to help to just help MMA through the rules. I would say that if it's a sanctioned MMA fight in the unified rules, the structure that the fight that the bout is conducted in must be a cage. Yep. Because I want to because I want to make the outcomes I want to make the setting for the bout uni- uniform so that the outcome is more uh, standardized. So I can always say these fighters beat these other fighters in a cage and there was no there was no ring there was no ropes that had, none of that had anything yeah. to do with it because the 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 changing structures in MMA just drastically changes the tactics that need to be used in a fight like i i because I, you the, can't use the cage to stand up if there's no cage these these takes are very good look i i congratulate you I give you 5 stars for these takes thank you Thank you for the question. It's it's a very well. good question, and uh, I think we'll 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 brush it, it, it. Yeah, and mm. if you have specific questions about certain rules or why did something happen or why did the ref do something, we have a ref 
uh, we know very well. Uh, he's he's the best ref in the game, and we can always bring him on to talk about your question. Correct. It's me. Yeah, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> Look, um, I think I think what what needs to happen. I love I love your point. Don't add more rules. Maybe remove some. Yep. We can we can discuss about removing. Don't add rules. It would be it's the a, worst. It's it's a bit of a philosophy that I have about a lot of stuff. Yes, me um, too. It, it you need to you need to keep it simple. One of the things I would love to do if people just made me in charge is I would just want to I wouldn't want to add laws. I would just want to simplify and remove stuff from the zoning. Code, have the cage. Example. Have the cage is a very good thing. Um, yeah. And and basically just give refs and judges more leverage or more experience to it's, to decide it's the correct thing because we see we see the three same refs over and over and over again and that is definitely not a, a good thing that happens what happens if one of these guys has a car crash you know herb dean will, like will is do that more. is that when is that when suddenly we get a new guy into the US? i mean they tried with sataki yeah sataki you know, didn't work but, out <laughs> but the dude doesn't have enough experience no. to know that it's not his job. No, maybe maybe it's not the experience. Sataki has a lot right. of experience. Maybe it's just you're not a good ref. It, it happens. Yeah. It's also it's it's perfectly fine. I'm not I'm not hating on the guy. Maybe maybe it's just but not for you. We can find out because we yes. got him in there for a second. We can find out. Like it takes an awful lot to get a guy out of there. Mazagati and Yam, Yamasaki uh, are great examples of just the just the. Just prestigious amounts of historical fuckups that those two have done in order to finally not be invited to UFC cards, and if that's what it takes, you're never going to be developing talent as referees. It, if if you're for the Americans listening, there was a moment in the American football in the NFL when the refs went on strike. And they brought in some scrubs to referee football games, and it was not a good outcome. No, <laughs> and people need experience. So. But I don't. I think it's the experience. Don't don't um, rely too much on people just um, going through courses and seminars and paying um, Big John a lot of money because it won't make you a better ref. It won't make you a better a better businessman if you go through all the courses it's, in business. It's it's it's, it's experience. Listen. It's it's the same in, in my industry as well. I'm in technology, and there are a ton of courses and certifications I can go get. But there is nothing, nothing like just having to figure stuff out. Uh, Jack Slack and, actually and had a good experience. had a good tweet to the to the to the thing that he said. Tonioni is in the cage now. It's gotten an obstacle course or something like that. <laughs> yeah, so, I saw that. <laughs> do have a have a like a uh, minimum fitness a level follow. and a mi minimum. Uh, yeah, minimum mobility as a ref Listen, do do judge love love fighters yeah. and love people love humans because that's what you have to do in there you have I, to protect have these a, people from I themselves have a ref so. take. Yes, i have a ref take from my buddy um because we i talked a little bit about my discussion with you about herb and 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 uh and mark smith and jason jason always being in jump in mode and always being in go mode and how good he looks like. And I kind of pointed that out in one of Herzog's fights yesterday. And, and uh, my buddy was like, you know, I know, but I really like her because I just, you just never know what you're going to get. And I've kind of come to expect that. And it's really exciting. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's not so exciting if you're the fighter in there and, and maybe get your brains. But but, but he, he's right. I mean, no. yeah, it is. It, it's part of the love, man. It's Luke, part of the love. We have to move on. We have the MMA okay. Gossip Boys to go through. 
because that is the my favorite segment in all of podcasting. Not just our podcast, every podcast there is. <laughs> um, we have the Ben Askren versus Jake Paul update, and we have to go into it because okay. the fight is next week. So excited! April is such an awesome month. Do you have uh, Do you have an update on Jake Paul versus Ben Askren? I saw a news story. I don't. I don't do a lot of social media. I kind of rely on you to to send me the tweets that are funny, so I don't have to. I don't have to. Tr- don't have to go trolling for them across Twitter, but um, uh, dredging for them, perhaps. But I saw a news story. Jake Paul's knockout of Nate Robinson being sold as an NFT for $10 million. So, <laughs> the... Okay. I know that's Jake Robinson, not Ben Askren, but if you buy the NFT which is, I'm not sure what it is, but some sort of digital thing that's a video that you pay and apparently there's... It's in the blockchain. You you make something unique that is, you can make a JPEG unique, which is, I mean, I'm too old for that shit, for sure. I don't have $10 million, so I'm too poor for that shit. Too old and too poor. Too poor. But as the buyer, you also get the last 30 seconds of the upcoming Jake Paul versus Ben Askren fight. So my question for you is... (laughs) You know where I'm going already. My my question for you is, if Ben Askren makes this the ugliest, most boring, funniest fight, and then just starts ankle-picking Jake Paul and gets disqualified, or just hangs on him, and then eventually Jake Paul gets so tired that Ben Askren gets to pitter-patter him for six out of ten rounds or however many, do... Do going does Ben Askren going to decision with Jake Paul make that NFT worth less or more than ten million dollars? <laughs> <sighs> it would make it more valuable for me if I had the money. <laughs> right? <laughs> you would pay eleven dollars instead of ten. Absolutely. But someone Maybe twelve. Who paid ten million dollars would be very <laughs> upset, right? Yeah, no, it, I mean, yeah. Yeah. That that fight is going to be insane. It's so good. It's so good that it is now immortalized in an NFT for $10 million that doesn't exist yet. I love it. For the, did you say for the last 30 seconds of the fight? You get the last... Okay, so you get the last 30 seconds of the fight. So what if the last 30 seconds of the fight, the last 30 seconds of the last round, is J- Jake Paul just dying, gassed, and Ben Askren pitter-pattering him with no 90% effect. certainty that that is exactly what, what will be there a, a just a clinching a hugging fest so these two guys hugging for the for 30 seconds maybe ben Askren whispering something in the ear of, of jake paul i find that intriguing and i'd i'd pay 12 dollars for that nft i would i would outbid you i would pay tw- i would pay 12.50 do we have do we have any news on misha i don't think wait yes don't, was there something i yes. don't yes. yeah there yes. was something why don't you why don't you give us the news? <laughs> we have these two segments in our in our gossip segment because actually this this week didn't have that much gossip as I'd prefer or I'd like. But yeah, Misha did an interview somewhere, somehow. She's getting one of those, interviewed. One of those MMA websites that's desperately yeah. trying to make money. Yeah. I learned that she, she her fight will be in July. So Oh, cool. I okay. Mean, well listen, good. I have something to look forward to after the Jake Paul fight. Look, July is is like it, it, it 
that that's so far into the future. I mean, it's almost like it doesn't exist yet. Yeah, absolutely. But she said that she has no doubt in her mind that if there would ever be a trilogy bout with Ronda Rousey, that it would end differently. What do you think? Coming coming to you from MMA MMA fighting. We'll yeah. we'll post the link. Sorry, yeah. MMA so fighting dot com. Sweet, sweet SEO. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah um, how do you think that goes? Look, I saw I saw the first two fights. Mm-hmm, me too. I saw all of Misha's fights she ever had. I saw all of Ronda's fights she ever had. <laughs> and I have no, no, um, no way of thinking that it would go any different at all. There is no pointers to Misha actually being a better fighter, that she changed something, that she that she added stuff to her game in order to be able to beat Ronda Rousey. Um, Ronda isn't in the game anymore. I don't think she'll ever be back. Maybe, nope. maybe. Now I now that I think about it, if Misha wins one or two, maybe. Oh, Dana, come home, Ronda. Come home, Ronda. Come home. Um, but. I wouldn't be intrigued to to see that. I don't want to watch it. I'm I'm I might be convinced to look a bit forward to Misha Tate coming back. Although I'm I think she's not a very good fighter, but she talked about also that she was in an abusive relationship and not not sure allegedly. So um that now she's in the best form ever and she has the best Wait. training camp and the best people around her and that she's of way course, better now, always. so yeah. Yep. We're taking it seriously this time, always. Uh, Listen, <laughs> are she saying she was in an abusive relationship with Chatri? No, yeah, with, my, of course, too. Yeah, <laughs> an abusive business relationship. No, with uh, with uh, Caraway. Yeah, that guy stole her ATVs. That guy's. <laughs> it's it's funny and it's not. So don't don't take us too seriously. Listen, yeah, I I I, I joke because it is funny, but yeah, it is. It is and it, it isn't. It's it's MMA. I'm, I'm I, glad that she's. I'm glad that she's coming back to the UFC and got away from that dude. It's not my fault that MMA is so dumb. So it's <laughs> um, part of why I love it so much. It is dumb. We have some minutes left. Let's go. Let's do. Let's do something. Let's let's do this one. There is no life I know to compare with pure imagination. We have some some people to match up, and before we started the podcast, you um, suggested that we talk about. Um, what could be next for Mackenzie Dern? So why don't you, why don't you tell me what you think? Well, I have the, the the list of current UFC fighters open, but I don't have the UFC rankings open. I have, I I have the women's I have the women's strawweight ranking of RankingMMA.com, which is a, I think it's a better ranking system than the UFC ones because the the people voting on the UFC's rankings. I mean, why? why They're jokes. Yes. Why? 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 They're jokes. But listen, I, the reason I use the UFC is because they presumably do these things so that they can put people over. So I can kind of use it as a barometer for what I think they might do compared to what I want them to do. Nina, mm -hmm. Nina Nunes mm -hmm. was ranked. By the way, Amanda Nunes looked absolutely gigantic Damn. next to Mackenzie Dern and Nina. 
Damn. Didn't she? Yeah, Did you it, see Mackenzie yeah. pull them into the photo after the fight? <laughs> yeah, she looked. Uh, it was she, great. It was very cute. Yeah, um, very nice. And Amanda looks like a monster. It was awesome. <laughs> so tell me, tell um, me, what, who would be next for for Mackenzie Dern? She just beat number five, mm-hmm. according to the website, but it said number four on the broadcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't hate. I would not hate a Yan Shao Nan Mackenzie Dern contender fight, mm-hmm. but Good. I also wouldn't hate just giving Mackenzie Dern to the winner of Roseway Lee in like eight months. No, don't do that. Months. That that would be mean. It, but, Does she beat? But I like violence. But I, I like <laughs> I like it when people get beat up. I'd love to see her against Claudia Gadea. Yeah, I don't hate that. I don't even even. I mean, I think she beats Waterson, though. I think she beats Torres. Maybe Angela Hill. She definitely beats Waterson. Angela Hill? She, I don't... I think she beats Hill. No offense, Angela. We love you on this show. Marina Rodriguez? Uh, she beats Marina Rodriguez. Who, I can't remember Marina Rodriguez She, at all, she beat so Amanda, she Amanda Hibas last time via TKO, but she lost to a spar oh, via yeah. decision. So Esparza's on the rankings page, ranked number four. Mm-hmm. But I would, I really, I don't, I don't hate that either. I just, I kind of just want her to get one more and then put her over in a championship fight. I think, I think Jan, Jan Jonan and Carla Esparza are, are bound to match up. Is that, is that the contender fight? I think so. I think Jan is kind of right there right she she has to be yeah so he, my interest so my interest is is uh is pretty selfish i just want to see jung Wei lee beat people up um but there is there is an argument there like it's better when jung Wei lee is beating up the best people yes um and not just crushing cans like Amanda is in 145 and 135 half the time. So basically, I, we want we want her to match. To, we want to match her up with anyone. <laughs> we, yeah, I think I think I think you want Mackenzie to get more experience and not get to not get crushed by Zhang yet. Whereas I'm I'm sort of okay with it if that's the only option left. But I think. I think Wei Li has a couple fights ahead of her. She could fight Rose. They then they could do a Yan Shao Nan fight in China and get huge numbers. And then instead of matching Yan up with Asparza and possibly losing, they could just do Wei Li Zhang versus exactly. Yan Shao Nan. We right? do it. Let's let's do another let's do another imagination fight. Do you want to? Yeah, let's go. Let's go into. Who are we going to match Vettori against? Again, I, I wish, I wish that the chance UFC is doing a pay per view like every three weeks. It's almost like I want them to just keep the champions working, even though the champions probably don't want to work that much, and that and just okay. Well, we've got. Whitaker versus Gastelum next week. Mm-hmm. Does Vittori fight the winner of that, or does he just go straight up to fight 
Izzy after Brunson does, or does he fight Brunson now to see who fights Izzy? I think they'll they'll match him up. They'll match him up with Jared Cannon here, and th- that will be the most wrestling ass wrestling match ever. It will be. <laughs> it will be. See, and then and then what happens? Does he get a title shot after he beats him? I'd say the most so. Re- I, 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 I would have loved to ever. see. I mean, would have loved and to how see do him you against promote that after you don't have a finish in those ten rounds of the most wrestling ass wrestling fights, the most Italian wrestling fights ever. Don't hate on Italian wrestling people. I love the Italian wrestling. I'd love the, to. I'd love the to just see. Just bleed fans don't. The, I mean, Vittori versus Till was the. Um, initial matchup they intended, but Till broke his collarbone or something like that. So, mm-hmm. so he he will be out for some time. Um, so Till versus Vittori would have been a fun fight. I don't see a lot of fun fights actually. Uh, did did Calvin Gastelum already fight Vittori? Jeez, let me check that. I don't know. Journalist, that I'll journalist that for you as the last thing I'll do today. Vittori versus uh, Whitaker. Vittori versus oh, he Gastelum. I, I, whoever, I, whoever wins that fight, I'd go with I'd go with Vittori against Gastelum. If Gastelum be, wins, or does it matter? Doesn't matter. I like it. I like it when it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, nothing of these of these things matter. <laughs> yeah. Anything yeah. we forgot in our last two minutes we uh, have together? Let me see. Um, I watched Bushido Kazakhstan in the middle of the morning one morning, and it went on forever. It was like eight hours of MMA and kickboxing. Uh, we did it. We did that. We did that. What are you looking forward to the most? We should uh, we should remember that we love this stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I look forward to anything next next week. I mean, I look forward to Jake Paul versus Ben Askren, to be honest. But now next week we have Robert Whittaker against Calvin Gastelum, mm-hmm. and that is a bonkers good fight. I, that is that can't be boring. It's not I, possible I, that this fight is going to be boring. So I, I look forward to that I, very, very much. I love Robert Whitaker. I really do. I and also do love Calvin Gastelum. Another, I, I train in the Calvin Cal, in the Gastelum Dojo. Another another card with just over a dozen fights on it. Fights that have fallen off and been rebooked. Luis Pena versus Alex Munoz. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Andre Arlovsky opening the card against again. Jason. Amazing. Jessica Penne is back. Jessica Penne is yeah. back. She she was intended to be back before, but now she uh, I think her her opponent fell out uh, because of Ronan or did she? No, she didn't fall out. Jessica is back. So we'll go into this card next next week and we'll break it down on our next podcast. Yes. Her opponent <laughs> Hannah Goldie from Vermont like me fell out Correct. because of Rona and they signed someone named Lupita Godin- Godinez. 5-0 out of Mexico. So that was the show for today. Please follow us on Instagram or Facebook. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe on Spotify. Um, listen on Google Podcasts. Search for us. Write us questions, comments, sure. whatever you want to. And love MMA as much as we do. We'll hear from Please us. Do. Yeah, we'll hear from you and from us. You'll hear from us next week. The Swiss English. Oh, boy. That was bad. (laughs) Until then, um, see you. Thanks a lot. Later, pal.